Hi, this is a production of Community Covenant Church in Eagle River, Alaska, where our mission is to bring Christ's hope, healing, and wholeness to our community and to our world. Our service times are 9 and 11 each Sunday morning. Find out more at www.communitycovenant.net. If we could have our team come up. Hey, Tyler. Tyler, which of these are you going to use? Both, okay. That's called jet lag. Just pass these around. Pass those around. Larry, yeah, just pass that down. Okay, so this uh, is our Nana's House uh, mission team. Uh, Nana's House is a ministry of La Fuente ministry in Topeka, Mexico. Uh, it was a relationship that started years and years and years ago uh, with a family in a church where I was the pastor. They had a daughter and a son-in-law that are missionaries in Mexico, and they began to tell the story of what they did, and, and in particular, the story of Nana's house, how they were uh, taking in uh, orphan boys and girls and loving on them and seeing just dramatic transfer, uh, transformation in their lives. Well, that church uh, that I was pastoring got involved, and then as I came here, shared the story, and then our church got involved, and we've sent several teams now, and this is the latest team. And uh, we just want to say it, it's great to have you back. Um, we have been praying for you, and we are excited this morning um, to hear from you and what you have to share about your trip. So I want to begin by just asking a couple questions. Um, some of you may be thinking to yourself, well, why would you go all the way down to Topeka, Mexico, to be a part of this mission team. So that's the question I want to ask Larry. Why, why did you go? Good morning, Pastor Tom. Yeah, make sure that's on. There you go. It's exciting to have the microphone here. Right there, on the side. Boom. We all had different functions. Andy's one of our technical people, among other skills. <laughs> Well, good morning. I can uh, thank you, Pastor Todd. I think uh, really three reasons for me. Uh, number one, um, it's something that uh, our Lord asks us to do. Uh, in First Peter, always be prepared to say something that reflects your faith in Jesus. And I remember so well the story of the shepherds uh, when the angel came down and said, "Hey, don't be afraid. Come and see the new baby Jesus." And then go and tell. So I figure, hey, I raised goats when I was a kid. I'm kind of a shepherd. I could go and tell too. Um, the second reason is it helps my personal growth. Um, it's easy, I think, to write a check. Hey, and I've done that before. And we should. We should write checks that support missions. And there's always uh, a thought, well, if I just send a check, that replaces any further involvement. But I miss a blessing. And the blessing is my spiritual growth. I think the third reason, and I know the third reason is, is an encouragement. It's not only to the encouragement we meet on the mission field. Um, quite often, and most often, I would say, we get blessed. And you're going to hear more about that. And so those are three reasons. I wanted to also say that um, 
if there is an interest in going, we can help you make that happen. Okay. Now, I, one of the things I want to point out here is uh, to your left is your wife, Ellen. Yes, we were the youngest members of the team. Yes, yes. Uh, that's duly noted. And uh, uh, you went together as a couple. And, you know, one of the beautiful things about serving in missions, whether it's here locally in our community, uh, out in Alaska, uh, or in this case in Mexico, it's a wonderful opportunity for couples uh, to serve together, as Larry and Ellen did. Ellen, I want to ask you the same question. Why did, besides that Larry went, right, and you had to watch after him, or yeah. <laughs> well, why did you go? Um, well, we still are married, despite the empty seat here, but <laughs> that is kind of a rocky seat. So <laughs> anyway, um, I have been on mission trips before, and I always feel like um, if God pokes you to do something like that, and you say no, you miss out on something really great. And um, for me, it's the relationships. I just love to go and um, and hang out in another culture with other people. And these people are so wonderful. They are like, um, it was like a faith exchange to me rather than a mission trip because they have such a deep faith, and they are doing amazing things down there, and it was really fun to get to see that personally. So Now, one of the things... I want you to take note of as you as you look at the at the team, as Larry already pointed out, Larry and Ellen, the youngest members of the team, um, accompanied by uh, different age groups on the team, and people often ask, you know, the church is becoming more and more age graded. Uh, you know, our youth and and uh, maybe even young adults seem to be separated from uh, older adults in the church. And what can we do to bring them together? Uh, missions. And serving together, again, whether it's locally, uh, out somewhere in Alaska, or in this case, Mexico, uh, it provides the opportunity to bring the generations together. And there's great learning, there's great modeling that takes place. Uh, Larry and Ellen, you know, modeling as, as older, mature Christians to younger Christians. But then the younger Christians, Tobin and Lily, uh, just transferring some of that energy, that youthfulness, a little transfusion back your way. And, and so it works for everybody, and it's a good thing. And I think that's how the Lord intends it to be. So with that, Tobin, I want to go to you, and I want to say, why did, why did you go? Well, when I was thinking about going, I felt sort of like maybe I, I wanted to mature more, grow more or something before I went. I felt that I wasn't mature enough, but um, I realized that uh, I was keeping myself from growing and maturing, mm-hmm. and I just was making excuses when I actually really wanted to. So, yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, and Andy, uh, what did you do when you were there? So, you, as you can see, in some of the pictures besides getting the van stuck we'll talk about that later uh kind of an update on the on the nana's house the girl's home the new home that's being built you see in some of the pictures uh we the last time we went that that building was just a a, basically a a few walls of cinder block and you can see that it has the external skim coat of concrete on it now it has floors and a roof and we painted uh, pretty much the whole top floor while we were there. I'm proud to say, 
to all of us in the church that the fundraiser we had a few weeks ago when we sold the the carnitas after church that that money just from that one day not only paid for part of this trip but it paid for all of the paint for the entire house uh at nan at from the girls home so Thank you, congregation. Yeah. So that's uh, kind of an update. And uh, according to Mary Jo and Dwight, and oftentimes they, they set goals that I just don't know how are going to happen. But according to them, the girls will be living in that house by Christmas. Wow. And uh, the vision beyond that is they're going to immediately start building a boy's house, kind of in a same, you know, to kind of little be a bit of a compound there. And then eventually in between the two boys and girls house will be a schoolhouse that they're going to build okay. so that's kind of the the vision and uh hope to see it happen for many trips to come yeah now now lily you were you worked alongside your dad uh what what did you do when you were there so we obviously did the more technical stuff of the building and the painting but then we also visited different areas so we went to the blue church that you'll see that's a, another la fuente plant and then we also went to a uh, more indigenous community, which is Nuevo Valle, which is the man up there in the Star Wars shirt. His name is Tonio, and he's been working there for a little bit. And it was so cool to see the way he's impacting that place. And then we also went to um, another community called Nueva Esperanza. And that's where me and Marcy were playing with the little girls, and they were really cool there. But then when we went to the La Fuente Big Church, that service on Sunday... Tanya, one of the um, girls at Nana's house, she took me and Tobin to a youth group type area, and it was across the street and around the corner from the big church, and it was so cool because they had three stories and then a courtyard for all their youth, and they were just all playing there before worship started, and it was so cool because me and Tobin walked in there, and then immediately we were just greeted by so many cool people, and they were all so welcoming, and I didn't even know I was going, and they didn't know I was coming, but the way they just immediately welcomed us i just felt so honored to be there and lily habla usted espanol un poco un poco yeah (laughs) Uh, ellen and lily and i understand even tobin uh, speak spanish to varying degrees and that was very helpful on the trip and tobin uh, while we're talking about you how did you see uh, god at work in your life and the life of others well, one of the things I brought was a Frisbee, and when we went to the two different um, communities that Lily just mentioned, um, I made sure to play Frisbee with the kids there, which it's, I mean, you just do this, everyone knows what that means, and that was really cool, and uh, especially this one you see, well, just went away, but um, the very impoverished one, that their houses were made out of, like, logs and tarps and stuff and uh, they were just super welcoming it was crazy and they really wanted to play frisbee soccer football and then the other thing was i also bought a slack line which you've probably seen a photo or two and on the last day i set up the slack line in the park by nana's house and uh at first all the kids like they weren't I mean, because it, it looks... Oh, I should probably say what a slack line is. <laughs> it's uh, it's like a strap that you tie between two trees and you w- walk on it, sort of like a tightrope. So when you first see it, it seems pretty much impossible. So only a few pe- ki- of the kids wanted to try it, but slowly just 
more and more people kept trying it, and you know you have to help each other. Oh, see, there's a photo. You have to help each other by holding your hand, and uh, by the end, it was like, it was just like crazy. Just everyone was trying to get on as much as they could. So hopefully next time I'll be able to leave the uh, slack line there for them. Okay. So you saw the Lord working in building relationships through simple things maybe we take for granted, like Frisbee or uh, uh, football, soccer, uh, or in this case, slack line. Uh, I've never heard of slack line before. And I understand by the end you were doing it over uh, hot burning coals. Is that you were? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it made a lot of progress. Okay. Tyler, how about you? Where, where did you see God at work in your life and the life of other people there? I just got to mention real quick, I think Marcy's going to make it mandatory for mission teams in the future to take a couple youth because wherever they go, you know, kids just come out of the woodwork. It's great. So La Fuente is, uh, it means the fountain and their mother church has planted something close to 25 churches. And what they do is they go into new communities and build relationships and hang out with people and gradually do Sunday services. And we were with them when they went to a brand new community that's right by, um, the new girl's house that you saw. So this is the first time that they had gone in there. They had some initial contact with these people, uh, but we really didn't know what to expect. And um, we went with some people from La Fuente, but also a team of nurses that had come up. And I was in the first van that drove in, and I was not aware that they had uh, that they knew we were coming. Uh, but this community was the one that Tobin mentioned where... Um, there, it was a very well cared for community built literally out of like logs and tarps and, but they had flower beds and the first thing we did was get our van stuck. And two men came out and it was like, they looked like they could be upset. We thought, oh, this is not good. And within a couple of minutes, the whole community's out. There's 25 people around the van and some people are putting rocks underneath the tires and some are pulling them out and some are pushing on the front and some are pushing on the back and I stood back and talked with one nurse I said this is great <laughs> what was really cool about that is uh, they came out and served us before we had an opportunity just to serve them and connect with them and so I, I really saw it as a Holy, Holy Spirit moment and before our, our time was done we were able to hand out some some dry goods and pray for some of their families and stuff like that. So that was a real neat experience. Yeah, that is good. Now, I know often a question is, um, you know, why go to Mexico uh, to do a mission and serve when you can serve right here uh, in Alaska? You can serve in Eagle River. You can serve in East Muldoon. Um, there's plenty of opportunity here. And I think one of the benefits is uh, when we go to other places, uh, we learn. Uh, we learn how other people are doing things. We see uh, new ideas, and we, we get inspired by the Spirit of God. And there's something about getting out of our context uh, that really is like we're, maybe we're a little more dependent upon God, and maybe we're really listening more and paying attention to what God may want to share with us uh, in those situations. And when we get here and we're busy with life, and so with that, I just want to ask the question, Ellen. Um, are there places in the local community that your experience and, and what you have taken back with you might translate uh, into serving the same way the team did in Mexico? Yes. I think um, one of the things that I took away from that is that people are people everywhere. And um, 
the, sometimes we look at people, when we drove into that community where um, people's houses were made out of tarps and stuff, I thought, oh my goodness, this is a homeless community and who knows where what's going on here and it, it can be scary. But the cool thing is, I just think it's so great that God allowed that van to get stuck because what seemed like a bad circumstance turned into the greatest opportunity to make relationships there. And we found out those are people just like us. They have families. I had the opportunity to visit with grandmas in Spanish. And that was just amazing, you know, to find out that they feel the same way grandmas everywhere feel, you know, about their kids and stuff. And so I think that um, that, that part of it made me realize that we have places here that have the same opportunities. And sometimes it just takes a little courage to step out. Um, I think so, I've had this in my life where sometimes God is poking you. You know, he's kind of nudging you to do something. And you're like, oh, I couldn't do that. I don't have the skills for that. I That would be scary to me. But I have learned as I've gotten older to take to be courageous and to take that one step toward what God is asking me to do. And my goodness, he just opens up the floodgates of doing things, not not because of my abilities, but because of his abilities, because he uses people to change people. And so um, can I just share one verse that he gave? Well, okay. <laughs> so... Um, so as we came back, and this this verse I think is relevant whether you're in Mexico or in Eagle River, Alaska, but this verse just spoke to me about how God works through us in our willingness to surrender and say, yeah, I'll try that, Lord, but I can't do it on my own. This is from Second Thessalonians 1, 11 through 12. We constantly pray for you, and I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to all of you who prayed for us. You have no idea how how those prayers encouraged and strengthened us. There was no one that got deathly ill on this trip. So that's pretty good for Mexico. Okay. It says, We constantly pray for you that our God may count you worthy of his calling and that by his power he may fulfill every good purpose of yours and every act prompted by your faith. We pray this so that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. And to me, that says that we take that step of faith and God's power does it. And it's through his grace that he accomplishes amazing things. And that's that's something that I just took away from that. Yeah. So. And Marcy... Uh, again, as you think about this trip and you think of God accomplishing amazing things through people who are willing, um, when you think about willingness and going, even here in our local community, how does this experience translate and, and where do you see opportunity here to do some of the same things? There's so much opportunity for anyone who wants to, to travel. And I think this church does a pretty good job of making mission trips accessible if you feel called to go. Um, but my caution with that is that you not sit back and wait to feel called for the lightning bolt to, 
to prompt you to learn Spanish and go to Mexico. There's so many ways to be involved going to Mexico, like Tobin said, even when you don't necessarily feel to feel 100% prepared. Or um, the other angle that we really want to make sure we make, the point that we want to make today is that this being involved in the Nana's House mission does not have to include travel. There's so much work to be done here that you know, the, the vision for this partnership, like Ellen said, faith partnership, would be that there are lots of us here praying for the people of Mexico, praying for Dwight and Mary Jo's ministry, um, getting together to fundraise for the trip, um, being involved in mission without leaving home. And, and you can. Also, um, the question often is, why do we spend so much money to go? But there's also plenty of things to be done here. If you're not called to global mission, then let's find a place locally for you to serve. Um, let's talk about um, Alaska ministry that we can partner in. Uh, there's just so many opportunities uh, to follow that command to go and make disciples. It doesn't have to involve travel. Yeah, and so, for example, um, this Thursday, there's an opportunity. You want to just briefly tell us about that? Sure. We were invited into partnership with Creekside Park Elementary. Um, they have a new principal who is trying to um, create community there, and there are some obstacles. It's a it's a tough school to get the teachers involved, to get the parents involved, um, and we've been asked to help with that. And so we have a group that's going to participate in literacy night Thursday night. Um, they they just need hands. So uh, we have about, I think, about 20 people already lined up that are going to go and help serve food, help um, do some of the activities. Um, but there's room there if you would like to serve. Um, can, I, can I point out Natalie without yes. embarrassing Sam you? Yes, and Natalie right over there. Up? There you go. So Natalie is going to be the point of contact at Creekside Park. So if, if you're serving there, now you know who to look for. Um, and there's just a lot of ways to, to go and support what's already happening there. And Andy, what would you tell someone... Um, that is thinking about going. What what would you say to them? They're thinking about it. They're not sure. Well, kind of go back. Uh, this was Lily and I's second trip, and uh, Tobin just mentioned his own doubts about whether he was ready to go. And I know I had the same doubts the first time we went, and, and not as much this time because it was an opportunity to go back. But I guess my biggest point would be, don't listen to the doubts in your mind. If, if you're interested, if this sounds like a good opportunity for you to serve, uh, if, if there's anything at all, I mean, there's, you know, everybody has life that gets in the way and, you know, I have to schedule my vacation a year in advance. So how do I know when the mission trip's going to be? I mean, there's, there's a myriad of things that are of excuses to not do anything. So I would just say if there's, if there's any interest that you have at all, sign up. And uh, get involved with one of the teams. Like Marcy said, you can be involved. You can support, even if you know maybe at the last minute you don't actually get the travel. So if if this interests you at all, I just say sign up and raise your hand and be involved. Okay. Last question, Tyler. What would you say? Now, there's going to be a trip going to Germany uh, later on in this year. What would you say to someone just thinking about whether it's Germany, Mexico, or Creekside Park? What would you say to them if they're thinking about getting involved but they're kind of on the fence? 
You know, I think that we can have this mental image a little bit about that it, it requires a certain person to go. Really, when, when Jesus says, uh, go and make disciples, he's talking about just in life as we go, whether it's here, whether it's in Germany, whether it's Nana's house. And uh, when we go, it's an opportunity for us to grow, but it's an opportunity to connect and encourage other people to, to grow as well. And so... That exchange, I like that faith exchange idea that uh, Ellen's talking about because we—it's it, really a misnomer to think that somehow we have this great big thing that we're going to give. Um, really, we, we we're going to try and give and serve, but we uh, receive in return, and so it's yeah. a great opportunity there. Yeah. Now there was one more member of the team that's not here, uh, and you you know him. He drums occasionally on Sunday morning. His name's uh, David Ham or Dave Ham. And we want to hear from him uh, as we close out this time. So thank you, team. We just are so blessed by your ministry and by you inspiring us to consider how God might want us to serve in some way. So thank you for that. And let's let's watch David now. Hi, folks. Uh, my name is Dave Ham, And unfortunately, I have to uh, work this weekend, so I won't be at church uh, tomorrow with you guys. And um, it was my privilege to be able to go on the Nana's mission trip. And one of the things uh, several people have asked me um, about the trip, and uh, I think if I were to try to sum up the trip, I would use this verse from 1 Peter 2, 4 through 5. It says, As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house, to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. And so, as a team, we went to Mexico, to, to peak Mexico, and engaged with the La Fuente Church and the ministry of Nana's House and uh, with, the, with the work that they were doing down there. Um, we poured God's love into them. We did some work you know, with them, uh, some construction work, and uh, we spent time building relationships. And so we poured love into them, but they also poured love into us. And um, so uh, it reminds me of the verse from 1, Thessalon 1 Thessalonians 5, 1, uh, 5, 11, which says, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as, in fact, you are doing. So that's what happened uh, during this trip. We built them up, and they built us up. And uh, it's humbling to be uh, a part of uh, God's work down there. It's an immense blessing to participate in the work of the Holy Spirit. God's building His church. Uh, he's building it here in Eagle River, Alaska. He's building it in Topeka, Mexico. And um, through this trip, we got to see that in action. Let's stand as we respond. <clears throat> 